0: Gentlemen, Gilberts and Grapes of all ages, <laughs> welcome to the Crundlemania podcast, episode two six. I'm Ace Bondalu, joined with my fellow Crundlemaniacs. We got Spencer over there to the right. What's going on? Howdy. Sorry, I uh, barked out that laughter. I, you caught me off guard with uh, Gilberts and Grapes. Uh, yeah, doing good. And over to the left, we got Mike. What's going on over there?
1: Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Feeling good? Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like Ace has got a sunburn so, or sunstroke.
0: Massive sunburn, waiting for a COVID test. Four plus hours in the sun. I have no symptoms. Just anyone listening who's like, everyone's like, Ace Ace has got it. He's got COVID. No symptoms. My work just made me go. So that's why I went. And it was really quick and painless. So if you're worried about getting tested, it's, it's not spooky at all. Go do it because that's what you have to do. Even if you don't have the symptoms, like if they just say to go get it done, you got to get it done.
1: The mask yep. speaks the truth.
0: Uh, anyways, I got like a tier nine level sunburn, so I'm definitely sun str- stricken. Sunstroke. <laughs> sun um,
1: stricken. Yes, that's, that's how you say it.
0: That's the word. I just had a crun stick outside. What's going on in your guys' life? Anything new? Mike, you got a new figure.
1: I got Chad Gable today. I've been, as I mentioned on last, uh, our last pod, I've been doing a Bible study weekly and uh, I'm getting Amazon gift cards uh, as part of it because like, I don't know, there's just the dude that organizes it has a bunch of gift cards that he gives away. So uh, I've been purchasing a lot of figs recently with my, 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 my. It's like up.
0: one second. I'm also getting on Bible studies. I need some gift cards. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I don't need any gift cards. <laughs> they're all yours
1: thank you i uh i don't really need them either, but like they're just giving them away i was like what can i get on amazon oh right i could get
0: it. hey do you have thank a mahal was- yet i forgot
1: yeah actually my brother got me mahal for christmas uh, but he's You're uh, gonna get the
0: sing bros if they're on amazon still
1: they are on amazon i could get them uh the thing with mahal is he's just so loose his he's the loosest figure i've ever had in my collection of all time. Uh, His arm, so loose already. Like, I've never, like, you take him out of the package, nope, it's already just, like, swinging, swinging nonstop. And so, uh, I, I'm not a fan of the Mahal figure I think I think you
0: need to get a, a different series of Mahal and put that WWE title, toy title on him, and also uh, you know, uh, put the Sing Bros with him. That's what we need to see.
1: Yes, I actually have a Randy Orton fig too. You could recreate the uh, sing. You could table have a lot spots. of fun. Yo, those were some crazy spots though. Back in the day, 20, what was that? 2016, 17, something like that, where
0: Orton just
1: flinging the sing's all over the place, off the cage, uh, through the announce table, all over the place. That's
0: oh. a great man. It's a great one to go back and rewatch. Sure is. You should. That should be your hero's journey of the weekend. If you need something to watch, go back and watch Mahal. Spencer, what's going on with you, buddy? Um, not a whole lot. Just continuing work. Um, just started. This is my second week on the job, and uh, yeah, we're uh, building a a playground uh, for a school. So that's uh, that's my job. I <laughs> builds burger. At- Playgrounds and spray parks. Playgrounds and spray parks, whatever I said. Uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing all day today. Um, the funnest part, and I say funnest um, as it's not a word and sarcastically, uh, was we had some rain over the past week, and these holes that we dug have to be a specific depth for concrete, and a lot of backwash fell in there. And so in order to get that out, you got to dig with your hands, because there's no <laughs> There's no fucking small tool that can get in there around a pole. So I was mud arm up to my elbow for the last half of uh, my last couple hours of my day. So it was fun. Had a long shower when I got home. Yeah, Yeah, I have something I wanted to tell you guys about on this podcast a while ago. One, you can crack a beer if you want. There's this new wrestling game coming out. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's from these people called At Virtual Basement, I believe. And uh, they just keep retweeting all these indie wrestlers who say they signed to them. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. And then they'll tweet out like their in-game uh, looks. And it's like amazing. I'm getting so hyped on this game already. It's from the people who are behind ARK and stuff. And every time a wrestler like says that they're in the game, I get excited. I'm like, I wish we could do that. I wish we could tweet out, like we're in the Virtual Basement game. Uh, but I don't know how that would happen. And also... It looks so good, though, dude. It looks like uh, they're taking it in the right direction. Everything I was reading about the game looks amazing. Eli Drake's in it there. Uh, Petey Williams. like, Just so, so many people. I uh, I can't think of them right now just because I'm cooked, but uh, I've, I'm very excited for this game.
1: Yeah, I'm just like right now. I, um, I haven't looked much into this, but I'm just checking out their Twitter account right now as we're on the pod and this is looking pretty sick, honestly. What they've Dude, got advertised so here, um, Congo Kong. Like, oh my goodness gracious! Center for
0: PS4, buddy. These are this is gonna be wild. Oh yeah. Well, the gameplay is gonna be amazing. Well, awesome. That's fun. Um, anyways, do you guys want to break down some AEW Dynamite?
1: So we started off with. Butcher and the Blade, taking on FTR, classic old-school tag match, FTR with the W, and this was fun, I think. What do you, the Butcher and the Blade, I think, are my favorite tag team in AEW right now, just because they got a good look, uh, both good wrestlers, and just different, you know, something that is unlike anything else going on in the industry right now, I think, with their look. Pretty cool. What do you guys think about both of these teams. Are FTR coming around to you yet?
0: No, I'm more excited. about am and the blade. But I, dude, they're just never going to be for me. Ever. I just won't ever get on it. But I, uh, my favorite tag team in AEW is actually the Best Friends recently. I've been quite enjoying what I see of them. Uh, I never saw this coming because I thought it was a stupid name when they first debuted. But now I quite like most of the stuff they do.
1: Okay, I feel that. What, what do you like about the Best Friends right now?
0: Mm, i like their look i like uh what they're doing with orange cassidy uh they just feel like they're not they look comfortable out there i guess is what i want to say they look comfortable
1: yeah those those are some savvy ring veterans especially uh good old chucky t chuck taylor trent beretta used to be in the wwe too so long shows shows spencer what do you think about those two teams or best friends doesn't really matter any of those teams
0: yeah, I'm with Ace on on FTR or whatever you want to call them. Um, I didn't like them before. I don't. They haven't really done anything yet. Like they've only had two appearances, which I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of either way, but uh, whatever. That's my opinion. But um, uh, the butcher and the blade are kind of funny uh, to me because like the butcher does that like stomping thing when he enters the ring, and and Mike, you love it. I know you said that. Um, I just get a kick out of it, and uh, the blade has that gimp mask that he wears to the ring. And it, the first I, I recently saw it, and I was like, "Is this the first time I'm seeing this?" Because it really threw me for a loop. But uh, as for in in ring, no, nah, they're fine. I don't really have a favorite uh, tag team in AEW other than the the current champions, just because both Hangman and uh, Kenny Omega are uh, fantastic. So.
1: Definitely. I uh, I echo what you guys said. For the most part, I can understand why you are vibe in FTR. Well, I guess it depends on your taste. I kind of like old school tag teams, so that's why I like both of them. But anyways, next up, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes backstage. Natural Nightmares. They're in line for a tag title shot. Next week against the winner uh of No, not the winner of next week against the tag team champions. What the fuck am I doing? Dustin Rhodes and uh <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. Uh Kenny wait, and, wait, Omega wait. and- and Hang The Man best tag. friends haven't gotten their shot yet. No, it's not Fighter Fest. It's it's so weird, dude. This is why I'm getting confused when I'm talking about it. Like, there's too much going on. So in i, I I'm not on. really
0: digging the tag team division. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Anyways, continue.
1: Like, you're not wrong, there, dude. Like, all this was was an interview with QT and Dustin and Ali with Brandy, and like, it's just Dustin making sure that uh, QT is on the same page with him because of the side story going on with QT and Ali, who's on who's the real life wife of the Blade. So, uh, obviously, you have to think that the Butcher and the Blade get in there somehow. But they've got the story with QT and Dustin. They've got the story with the uh, Hangman, Page, and Kenny. They've got the story with two different people challenging for the tag titles. It's like there's too much going on at once. Uh, I That's what I think, at least.
0: Yeah, they're really trying to cram a lot in there, uh, which is kind of cool. But uh, it's also kind of odd. Uh, like, it makes it confusing, I guess I should say. But, uh, I don't know. It's... It, it kind of just reminds me of their in-ring work like uh in the tag division like sometimes some of the tag matches especially early on in AEW's run it was just like the wild wild west in the in in ring it's just like guys jumping in doing stuff like they were just doing stuff to do stuff sometimes and it just seemed a little hectic and that's kind of exactly what's what i feel like's happening with their storylines so it kind of mirrored what what happened in the ring in my opinion i guess
1: that's actually a really good point uh about how the tag division sort of developed since it started because you're right that 10 count for you for two people being allowed in the ring at the same time like they it was just really loose rules like and it was hard to pay attention to what was going on sometimes it's just now it seems like they're moving more towards traditional tag team wrestling and which is cool uh, then we have a match i'm not really going to talk about at all Penelope Ford and nyla rose versus chris down and hikaru shida Penelope Ford won a pin sheet after a distraction from kip sabian don't care for the women's division right now. Do either of you have any thoughts, or should we move on?
0: No, we can move on. We, if, Like you said, mm-hmm. we've been always saying we can streamline these a little more, so sure. Yeah.
1: Inner Circle versus Best Friends. Orange Casty pins Ortiz for the win. Um, Spencer messaged the group chat about this scene. He saw some cool highlights on Instagram. Uh, and, and the part with Orange at the end was cool, but he was only in the match like the back half. I, I lost... I wasn't super interested in this otherwise, but uh, it was fun to have Orange Cassidy in there. Afterwards, it's a talking point, though, which is what I want to get to here. Orange Cassidy, it's abs- uh, he gets beat up by the all basically all members of the inner circle. And then uh, Jericho takes, like, oh, first of all, he bloodies him with his bat, and then they smash him with blood oranges. Uh, what do you guys think about that angle and the use of blood oranges on Orange Cassidy?
0: Yeah, uh, I fun. can't wait for the Jericho Orange Cassidy match. Let's probably what's gonna happen after when's Jericho taking on Mike Tyson? Or maybe that'll be the Fighter Fest feed. Who who's to say?
1: That seems like Fighter Fest to me, and then you save Tyson for like the pay-per-view whenever that is. I
0: don't know. I like Orange going up against the, the top dogs. That seems pretty cool, pretty elevated for him. So I'm all for it.
1: Next up we have a promo from MJF, and basically the uh, the summary here is uh, He gets in a confrontation with Billy Gunn. So it's Billy Gunn and MJF next week. So that'll be fun, I think. I I Billy Gunn's going to put him over. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's no way Billy Gunn's beating MJF here. No chance. No chance in (laughs) shells. Sammy versus Colt up next. Uh, Sammy Guevara wins. Uh, But the big thing here is the storyline going on with Colt Cabana and the Dark Order. So they come out and eventually at the end Colt actually goes into the Dark Order's dressing room. So we could be seeing a Colt Cabana Dark Order move. Do you guys care about that at all? Do you guys care at all about the Dark Order?
0: Uh yo, I'm a little excited. Get a little wanna... mystery of darkness vibes going. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens.
1: Okay, all right. I like that. I see that mystery of darkness. I can see the comparison there and and I'm not against it either. Oh, I I
0: dig it. Um seems like a new name for the dark order. So uh, I like it. I I Brody Lee, I think he should I think he should succeed. That's what, that he would that's what I think he should be doing. So however he does that, if he has to get some other guy in his stable cool. I don't
1: know. Just so anybody if they're unaware, I think that's seven people now in the dark order and they all have their numbers. So I think we just need numbers like 8 and 9 or something and then they have a complete list. So we'll see who who else uh, Brody tries to recruit. Next, we have a Joey Janela segment, uh, and it looks like he's going to be form- forming a partnership with Sonny Kiss. I don't know. Uh, Sonny Kiss, I don't really know enough about this particular wrestler to have an opinion. I don't think any of us do, so we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, do you guys care about Joey Janela? I-, I don't care about Joey no. Janela. No, He's all right. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. He's like a good deathmatch wrestler, but when he's like doing a regular match, I, jo- I just don't much care. Next, we had a uh, Mox promo. Uh, Brian Cage comes in with the cheap shot after Taz distracted him. Cage throws him, slams him into the, uh, one of the cars in the backstage area. And it was very physical. It actually got me pretty hyped for their match at Fighter Fest. It reminded me of like some of that Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns stuff, where they're just beating each other up and just like, seeing which guy can last, last longer, be the, the stronger dude. Uh, and I like where this is going now, like I said. Um, prior to this week, I didn't think that they'd built that story much. Uh, do you guys uh, care about this match now more than you did prior? I think Brian
0: Cage is going over. Really? No you way. You heard it here
1: first on the pod.
0: That's what they spawned a loose thinking. No way. There's no way. They're not going to take Mox's title away with no t- with no crowd. The guy barely I mean, got a no. crowd for his ring for his reign. Give him give him a reign with the crowd for a bit. Let well, him get over his. Guess fuck. what? I think it could happen with Drew as well. So, <laughs> bada
1: boom. Like, I, I, see your, I see both sides. Like, because it's no crowd, I could see the title change happening without a crowd. Uh, it might make more sense that way. But I could also see – but obviously, I could also see Cage losing. Um, I just don't like what AEW has been doing recently, where they're bringing new guys in. And, like, they did it with Mr. Brody. They did it with Lance Archer. Now they're doing it with, uh, with Brian Cage. I would like to see them have somebody in the company that's a dominant monster and just goes through and has a run. MJF is technically undefeated, but I'm talking about like a big, like badass, like somebody that's like, I don't know, like basically the definition of Brian Cage or Lance Archer kind of thing. So I don't want to see... Hangman Page. Hangman Page. Yeah. He could go he could on like a year's undefeated run. I'd be cool with it or something like that, you know? I'd be down for that. But I just feel like they shouldn't be having Cage lose this quick, which is why I, I, I'm going to be kind of disappointed if he loses this uh, that match against Mox.
0: I do think it's dumb that they, like, bring guys in and they immediately get title shots. It's like, what about all the guys that have been here from the start? Why don't they get
1: shocked? NXT's
0: just as bad as for that, so we'll get into that next. Fair. Okay,
1: fair. That's actually, that's a great point, dude. Anytime those guys came from Ring of Honor or wherever, they immediately got thrown right into the title scene. <laughs> right over everybody. Anyway, Cody versus Mark Quinn. Oh, they, somewhere in the show, I can't remember where, there was a, there was a uh, Darby Allin segment with Tony Hawk. It, it was... Kinda of lame, but whatever, it was in there. Anyways, uh the main event. Cody versus Mark Quinn. Funny. For- yes. Nothing.
0: Okay, continue.
1: Do you have something negative to say about Darby Allen?
0: It wasn't negative. It's not negative at all. You just took a negative the other night.
1: What what do you mean? expand.
0: But I think I think he's still I think he is geared a little towards the kids. There's Tony Hawk there. You even called him uh Jeff Hardy, like a, a new Jeff Hardy the other day.
1: I didn't say he was a new Jeff Hardy for the kids. I still don't think it's a gimmick for kids, dude. There's no way he markets that gimmick for kids. He's just being yeah. himself. It's not gimmick. It's I think not it marketing the same
0: thing kids. about Jeff Hardy back in the day. I'm not saying he's marketed. I think you're taking it the wrong way cuz you're just like I can't like him cuz if he's for kids, I can't like him. I'm like, "No, I just think he's got a large kid fan base for sure. 100%. I think they capitalize on it."
1: Mm, I don't know. I, I would whatever. That's your opinion. Uh, fair enough. I don't care if he's for kids or not. He's he's for all all audiences, not just one demographic, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, main event, yeah. Mark Quinn versus uh, Cody in the main event for the TNT title. And this was a really fun match. Mark Quinn sold his ankle injury he had from a few weeks ago the whole time. Cody got the win, uh, the more technical of the two wrestlers, and that was really fun. Uh, it was an interesting match, and I like the fact that uh, at least we you, you felt some sympathy for Mark Quinn just because of I don't know, just because of his injury, and because he he it was just a nice contrast of style I felt like um, did you guys care about this match uh going in, and did you do you care or are you indifferent about Mark Quinn or the private party now coming out of it?
0: I'm still just indifferent about private party uh it was cool though to give him a shot, like just what i like that like Spencer was saying earlier is a guy who's been there since I believe when AEW started they were one of the first guys on the scene there, so sure. Uh, but it's, you knew going into it too, that there was just going to be a throw. If it, it was just going to be a match for Cody to get a win and to showcase Mark Quinn, possibly going solo, just a little test, a little taste tester. That's what that was. Fair enough. Um, no, I was, I mean, private party, it's meh. they haven't done a lot yet. They spent, uh, how long off TV before they finally showed back up. But I mean, fair enough, pandemic, everything. Yeah. It's kind of cool that they gave him a shot. Like, uh, He's one of those uh, in, in-house in guys. So, yeah, that was cool. But uh, I didn't think Cody was losing uh, the TNT Championship before it was even complete.
1: Yeah, especially not to Mark Quinn, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. That is the one thing with the championship. Going into these matches, you kind of know Cody's not going to lose. But uh, I guess we'll conclude this week's Dynamite with uh, his next opponent, which does give some doubt about whether he'll retain it. It's Jake Hager. Uh, fighting K- uh, Cody at Fighter Fest. Uh, Inner Circle came out and beat up Cody after Private Party and Matt Hardy come out for the save. Uh, and yeah, so that's going to be one of the title matches at Fighter Fest, which is July 1st and July 8th uh, on Dynamite, the back-to-back weeks, uh, which is badass. Um, do you guys think that Jake Hager could take the title off of Cody? I mean, he lost to Mox for the World's Championship. If he loses here again, I feel like he loses a lot of uh, credibility going forward maybe if he can't get the job done off for either championship uh, from the elite, what do you guys think about that?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he'll look like a buffoon, uh, but I think that is what's going to end up happening. Sadly, for old Jakey e. H, I think he's, he's going to go staring at the ceiling. One, two, three. All right. Well, that would be wild. Uh, I could I could see it, but I could also see Cody beating him again, or still. I don't know if he beat him once before, but I could still see it.
1: I'm sure they wrestled yeah. on
0: WWE once before.
1: Oh, they're very familiar with each other from there, which is why it should be a pretty good match. I think I'm actually excited for it. I think it'll be a pretty technical bout given their both of their amateur wrestling backgrounds, so it could be interesting. But Yeah, those Dynamite this week was fine. I don't think it was I would say NXT was the better show this week, uh, but we'll get into that.
0: Well, let's get into it. It's time for NXT. Yeah, so NXT tonight or yesterday, um, I guess, started with. Undisputed Era and Adam Cole kind of taunting and being like uh, who, whoever's next doesn't matter. I'm taking out Dexter Loomis tonight. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he kind of gives Velveteen props, but that's about it. That's He doesn't really mention it beyond that. Um, so it confirms that uh, Cole and uh, Dexter Loomis have a match later on tonight. Um, but uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens from there. At, in the transition between That opening segment and the first match of the night, uh, Keith Lee uh, confronts the Undisputed Era and kind of hints that he might be wanting to go after the title next, which would be interesting. Would they actually give Keith Lee both titles? I have to think no. Um, What do you think about that, Mike? Keith Lee going for the the main belt as well.
1: I'd actually love to see it. I'd like to see both belts on Keith Lee. No one's done that in the history of the company, so... I think that'd be pretty cool. Honestly, like, uh, see something different, but I could also see I could Finn see them doing that. Yeah, I could see Finn went in it too. But for sure, uh,
0: we'd learn later on in the night, I believe, who is going to be doing it. Yeah, I think so. So we'll get to that. Uh, but our first match is a mixed tag match between Keith Lee and Mia Yim, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Uh, so this is just kind of picking up, continuing on their uh, feud from before Takeover. Uh, but it ends with uh, throughout the match, uh, Keith Lee is being very gen- as gentlemanly as he can to Candice LeRae, uh, and Gargano keeps kind of taking advantage of that, and that's how, kind of how it ends. Uh, Gargano um, hits him with the DDT when, when rolls him up when uh, when Lee goes to help his uh, goes to help Candice LeRae. So uh, they're the winners. Um, we have bits with uh, Cameron Grimes and uh, Damian Priest. Uh, Priest is apparently moving on from Finn Balor, um, and maybe moving on to Cameron Grimes. What do you guys what? think of a program between the, those two? Oh,
1: <laughs> I don't care for that at all, at all.
0: Yeah, me neither, man. You know what I say to that one? Wow. Drink yourself <laughs> to bed. That one. Wow. wow, wow, wow. That was our wow moment of the week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Right? What the hell? Uh, okay, anyway, so um, they have a bit from Eero recapping her victory, but our next match uh, is Indus Shur versus Mikey Debray and Mike Reed. So, team of Mikey Mike. Uh, I'm assuming that's their name. Mike if it's Mikey. Not their, if that's not their name, that's the worst choice ever.
1: I think you're uh, right. Mikey
0: Mike is the best. Right? Um, I don't know if that's accurate in any way, but uh, anyway. So, oh, they uh, apparently Cameron Grimes can't compete tonight um, for whatever reason. That was mentioned during the broadcast, during this thing, but Indus sure wins the match. Sorry, I got distracted there uh, by other things. But, yeah, uh, Malcolm Bivens kind of uh, talks him up after the match, raises their hands. Um, all that wonderful things. All that wonderful things. All that wonderful things. Hey, yeah. oh. okay, stop singing in my head. so loud um we have an interview with uh zango so they oh yeah talk. i saw this
1: dude i loved this, this interview
0: okay, <laughs> dude we it. all agree that this was probably one of my like this was a this was a great video segment
1: yeah dude it was I awesome i it i love it I, for sure i love the i love the chemistry the two of them have they just like johnny cut each other so well yeah, dude, Johnny Curtis or Fandango, or whatever you want to call him, man, he's just got the best fucking comedy timing in the world, man. Like he's and he's a good wrestler. They're both good wrestlers. And I love have,
0: Tyler Breeze's delivery. I love it.
1: Yeah, they're just a perfect duo, dude. Like I can't and understand. They are good
0: wrestlers. That's the thing too. Like man, let them beat Imperium. Add a little respect back on their name. Why not? Absolutely. Like I, I, they're like a modern day Edge and Christian.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. They have a uh, match next week for the titles against Imperium. Um, it would be dope to see them win it. I haven't seen anything from Imperium since they won it. After that, we have a humorous segment where uh, Rhea Ripley's talking with Mackenzie Mitchell in the back about Eero Shirai. But Robert Stone walks up, having recently been fired from, by Chelsea Green. Uh, so he's all disheveled and looking crazy. And, and he asks Mio, uh, Rhea Ripley if she wants to join the Robert Stone brand. Um, and so Rhea Ripley walks off and, uh, um, yeah, he gets punched in the stomach and slammed into a table. Rhea Ripley does not go for it. I think. What that, a shock. Right? <laughs> not, not that I did, but I think that, uh, uh, Robert Stone being all like disheveled and like crazed about being fired is really, really funny. So I think that's a humorous way to go. We have, oh, Cameron Grimes tried to get out of the match by faking an injury that tonight, but he ends up having to face Finn Balor. Um, in which Finn Balor beats him fairly cleanly. Uh, yeah, he hits him with the Coup de Gras and the 1916. He wins him clean. He beats him clean. So that's no. So I think that buries any feud there. So you're right. I think uh, Balor might try to go for the title uh, at some point. Maybe. Oh, uh, oh, he he actually issues a warning. Sorry, I missed that bit. Um, to Keith Lee, so he wants the North American title because he can't get the UK title.
1: Which was oh. my favorite part of this uh it's the part I retweeted on our channel was when Finn just calls Keith Lee out he goes Keith when you're done playing house come see me I thought it was so funny I just and like I just have found Keith uh sorry not Keith Lee I found Finn Balor's promos in NXT to be top-notch like he's just parry he's like sparing no punches on these promos they're great
0: yeah that's awesome uh, a little more attitude a little more spice to him instead of just coming out and smiling precisely he's not so yeah. so 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 excited
1: yeah like freaking apollo oh man that is bad television anyways we're getting that makes you oh,
0: appreciate <laughs> gender a little more sorry continue on continuing uh with dakota kai versus casey katanzaro which i think is cool you get to see casey katanzaro on on tv again. i think she's very fun in the ring dakota kai um, and tegan Knox. that's yeah. who that's the fucking that's the that's the thing what sorry i just hit my vape pen i am bun i am absolutely bun i'll just shut up continue <laughs> that makes absolutely sense. no sense and i need you to know that uh um, i hit my vape pen it, i need you to know it that It doesn't matter <laughs> that you hit your vape pen um because i was talking about casey catanzaro <laughs> Uh, and how fun she is in the ring. I don't know anything about her like mic skills or anything, but if uh, um, she's learning from Ricochet, they can't be very good.
1: Oh!
0: oh. oh. <laughs> I saw so my main event joke. this week. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I saw a joke. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, Dakota Kai beats uh, Casey, though. I know I talked her up, but uh, you kind of had to figure the heel was getting one over on someone who has been on TV for a long time. Uh, and Ricochet beats Shane Thorne. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dakota Kai hits her finisher. The Scorpion kicks out of nowhere and wins it. Um, and Raquel Gonzalez comes out and they uh they start beating your beating down um Casey Conzaro, but the uh, Caden Carter runs out to make a save. And blah blah blah. So things st- things are happening. Um, Timothy Thatcher is in a ring welcoming wrestlers we can't see to a wrestling school. So he's clearly opening some sort of wrestling class. I don't know what's going on with that. But uh since he got over with Matt Riddle, this is this could be cool. I kinda like Timothy Thatcher and the fact that he went over I don't know. I that whole that whole bit was great, I thought. So he's You're a Thatch man. Cool. Yeah man. I'll take it. It was great. Um and this is the this coming up is uh the uh, the part you boys liked the most, uh, the El Gil del Fantasma promo. Um, so I feel like you guys probably could talk this one better than I could. So uh, why don't uh, one of you guys take it?
1: Sure. So what happened was... Um... El Hilo del Fantasma is in the ring. He's talking to Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick wants a rematch with him for the cruiserweight championship. He said they made magic in the ring together. So El Hilo del Fantasma shakes his hand. He's like, yeah, we'll do the rematch. But right after he does that, two masked men come to ringside. These are uh, two- So men-
0: wrestling, like absolute <laughs> wrestling in the purest of wrestling way, they show up to the ring. They
1: go back to back, right, Mike? I'm
0: not trying to interrupt you. I just want to trying to add a little color commentary. Sorry, continue. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, Drake and El Eo went back-to-back, yeah, like when they were going to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the two masked men. It was great. Uh, so the two masked guys come in the ring, but El Eo del Fantasma attacks Drake from behind. Now it's a three-on-one on Drake Maverick. Uh, the two guys pull off their masks, and it's revealed to be Joaquin Wilde, who was DJZ in, in uh, TNA, uh, as well, or Zima, Zima Ion, depends on when you watched. Uh, and the other one is, um, oh, it's not that I can't remember who, uh, who the other guy is, he, uh uh, Raul Mendoza. Thank you, Raul Mendoza. Who um he's been in NXT for a long time, so it's good for him. Cool for him to get the shot. He has a bit of a new look. Like they were, he was like kidnapped. Those two were kidnapped at one point. Like and then they. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it
0: was. No one was. No one had any idea what was happening.
1: I guess we just found out.
0: (laughs) Mendoza, and it was so professional wrestling when they did this. It felt like I was watching Lucha Underground. It was amazing because Lucha Underground was always just like we are doing the. Most wrestling of wrestling angles, and then this was amazing. And his name is Santos Escobar. Wow, what a wrestling name! Am I right? Wrestling name of the week, Santos Escobar.
1: Yeah, dude, it was so well done. Like he took his mat, he takes the mask off, uh, and then he doesn't even grab a mic. He just puts his hands out and goes, "I am Santos Escobar," uh, in like his in the in his accent, and, and he has very good English. Like, he was, he's good. Like, his main roster ready, like, whatever they want to he call it. He was electric, electric. electric. I hate to say Andrade is in trouble here, but this guy literally looks just like Andrade, and he's better on the microphone, just as good in the ring. Uh, yeah, Andrade's in some trouble. <laughs> I think Andrade's looked,
0: about to win that U.S. title back on Sunday, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, he's not going to, like, freaking Escobar's not going to debut tomorrow. I just mean, like, in the long term, it's going to be – I think Vince is going to look at those two guys he's going to put them in a freaking tag team because they look the exact same.
0: He's already done that with oh, Angel Garza.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. And fucking Escobar looks more like uh, Andrade than Garza does. It's like, although I'm looking forward to that feud between Garza and Andrade. That'll be good.
0: Yes. I want for the U.S. belt. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, let's move. I'll just mention what's happening next. We only have uh, one last match. But before that, uh, they announced that Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart will challenge the women's tag team champions next Wednesday. And on Sunday, uh, the tag titles are being defended uh, by Sasha Banks and Bayley, the Iconics, and uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So it's a triple threat for the tag matches. Whoever wins that will then face Tegan Nox and Shotzi Blackout on Wednesday, which is what they talked about doing with these women's tag belts when they introduced them, and it took them very long to do this. Because so they I, forget. I they forget their own shit. It has that has to be the only reason, because I mean that's really stupid, but it has to be the only reason.
1: I would like to see them put the tag titles on uh Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez.
0: Right? That would be cool. Yeah, give them just some NXT talent, that'd be hype.
1: Yeah, because they're not doing there's only there's only three women's tag teams on the main roster. I feel like they have at least three in NXT right now.
0: Yeah. Just- Word up. Not a lot. Uh, anyway, so the main event of the evening is Adam Cole versus Dexter Loomis. Adam Cole getting revenge on Loomis for interfering in the Backlot Brawl uh, takeover. Um, so this one Backlog is... Paul. What? What? Backlot Paul. I hope you heard <laughs> that. Or not. Um, anyway, this, this <laughs> match is over before because or uh, over when uh, Bobby uh, Bobby Fish, I think Bobby Fish kicks uh, Loomis while the ref is distracted with Roderick Strong, uh, and so he kicks him there, and then Adam Cole hits the last shot, and there you go, Adam Cole winner, um, and they stomp out uh, what's his name Ned Flanders' hand.
1: <laughs> That's
0: <too laughs> But what happens after? I almost forgot. I apologize. Uh, what happens after is Scarlet Bordeaux appears and Fallen Prey chants start coming from the crowd. And so it seems like Karrion Cross is being rocketed up. And he's oh yeah, going she to drops a cross. little hourglass there and flips it over yeah. and I'm like, he's taking it. Yep, he can't think that he's going to lose. I think Ace Bondaloo called it on the last pod. Karrion Cross right to the title. Yes, sir. I think he's taking it. All right. Well, we'll see. Didn't Dream come out and help Loomis? Mike, they're going to be a tag team. That's what's going to happen.
1: Yep. That's what's going to happen, dude.
0: Because they clearly have no idea what to do with them. So tag team it is. It's the go-to fixer everything. Whether you like it or not, they're stuck together now.
1: Oh, hey, dude. There it goes. I'm fine with Cross winning the title. I got no issues with that.
0: He just got there,
1: so dude, they used to do that all the time, like month, like every time there was an NXT takeover, they changed the title for a while. When the new and person then Keith Lee's in. gonna
0: be Cross? That's what's gonna happen.
1: I'd like to see Cross carry the title for six months. I'd like to see Lee keep the North American title. I'd like to see him. fuck. Who knows, dude? They gotta do something with Finn Balor, like in terms of giving him a championship or something. In my opinion.
0: I, I thought he was just going to go back to the UK once and win the title.
1: Oh, yeah, once they're back. True. That was my yeah. thought. Get it from Walter.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that was NXT? That was NXT.
1: That was
0: NXT. Would you like to move on to uh, social media shoutouts?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Let's hit it. Social media shoutouts. Ba da ba da ba 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 da ba da ba 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 Does anyone have one for no. us? <laughs> you just what? <laughs> does, does anyone have? You're the one that gets <laughs> the social media shoutouts. What?
1: What are you doing right now, Ace? He's banned. All right, here's
0: one. Here's one. I'll get us three. I can get us three. That's Steven of Dogtown, day oneer.
1: Day one, baby. There
0: you go he wrote safe. back about uh, Mike's tweet about FTR and the Young Bucks finally going to battle. Mike says it's going to be match of the year. He's going to take FTR personally. Give me old school Matt wrestling with quick tags over flippy shit. And then Steven said, I like a good mixture of both, which is exactly what ma- that match will give us. It'll be it all out, is my guess. Can't fucking wait. Well, the bad news is you'll have to because time is constant. But I agree. <laughs> I think it will be a mix of both. And yeah, I, I'll probably watch it. And I don't really care for either of those tag teams. So I agree. All Another right, one goes yeah. up to Israel Galarza III. Uh, how I said when uh, I tweeted out how I feel whenever I talk in the Discord. And he said, you need to get your ass out of the Discord, bro, bro. (laughs) That shit probably takes too much of your time and soul. Probably kills your high, too, just saying. I don't think he realizes we record the podcast in Discord. You know? That's how we do it. That's why we're we're doing this. Uh, Yeah, I guess he does not understand. A tweet from at JustinCherney1. In response to, Charlotte could appear on TV seven days a week, and I would not mind the best in the world, hashtag raw. And he said, way too overexposed. With or without a championship, I think most of us have had enough of the Android. That's Spencer. That must be Spencer's burner account. That's Spencer's burner account for sure. I didn't know I tweeted that at all. (laughs) That's amazing. I don't remember him doing that either. That's great. Well, let's move into the clapper, crapper, and knee slapper. intro the clapper, the one thing in wrestling we found hilarious. I mean, nope, that's the one thing we liked this week, the clapper. Why are you guys letting me talk? I shouldn't be the one talking. Because you're the one that always talks about this. You're the one that does these things. Like, what? This is episode 26, and you've done it for 25 episodes. Giving you the keys.
1: You also just led into it. You didn't really let. Yeah, that in. too. <laughs> anyway, I'll start. Uh, my clapper is Mark Quinn versus Cody. Main event from AEW for the TNT title. That's my Mike's Match of the Week right there. Uh, not the TNT title. The Yeah, the TNT title. Uh, my Match of the Week, great sell job by Mark Quinn. And uh, pleased your boy, Mike.
0: Pleased your boy, Mike. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you've been enjoying it because you were... It's you were really upset when that first uh, title result happened, so it's good to see you've come around. Um, my clapper is the Brizango uh, tag team vignette. Had, NXT's been nailing it with their tag team vignettes. I even liked the only Lark and Danny Birch one a while back too. I was like, this is great. So I really hope Brizango gets the job done. Want to see those boys hold the gold and put a little respect on their name again, Spencer? What's yours? Um it has got to go to freshly squeezed again. His the way he finished that match, um I loved it. His uh, the pinning combo we used, he just kind of rolled up Ortiz. Uh oh, it was great. And he he had some great moves. Uh everything Orange Cassidy does. I'm a big fan, but he was great tonight, uh, last night. That brings us into our crapper, the one thing in wrestling we did not like. Spencer, would you like to start? Uh sh- Sure? Yeah. I'm just gonna go with uh, the blades uh, gimp mask. Didn't That's like fair. That. I don't <laughs> like those either. I don't think that works. It is weird. And he, I like, he didn't wear it to wrestle in, which he shouldn't. But if he's gonna wear it out, why doesn't he wear it to wrestle? Lace I don't know. If he's gonna it's wear. Not cool, wear like it. the AJ Styles gas mask. Like the gimp mask is weird to come out in. So yeah, that that you go crapper.
1: What is Gimp? Like I don't get the mask. I don't understand what he's going for. It's like right? a
0: sexual fetish mask. Yeah, it's a latex mask. It's like skin tight to the face for a sexual. Oh, that's really fetish mainly.
1: That's really unnecessary on wrestling television.
0: I don't know why he would do that. People, that's kind of what Evil Uno looked like for a bit. Man, did you ever see the movie Dodgeball?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So remember when they get to the tournament and they're. Uh, and their outfits are switched with like the like the latex like the the whips and chains. There's one guy yeah. that has like the mask that has like a zipper over the mouth. That's like the most common one used in like pop culture for like the sexual gratification mask or whatever. I don't know, but it like and that's what he wore to the ring. Basically, what he wears to the ring. It's very similar. He kind of changes the designer on the eyes because like those ones are I don't know. I can't really remember exactly, but that was just something I thought maybe you might remember. But yeah, that's
1: oh, okay.
0: Gotcha. Maybe he's a freak in the sheets. Maybe he is, and that's the all fairness to him. But it's just odd to come out to in a wrestling match. Very. Mike, what was your and, crapper?
1: Uh, my crapper is going to be. Uh, The fact that the tag team titles are not on Dakota Kai and Rakao Gonzalez. Uh, Upset about that. Uh, I'm kind of not into the tag team storyline going on. I know that that has nothing to do with uh, anything really we talked about, but they're both in NXT and it came to my mind right now. So, that's my crapper.
0: My crapper is what they've done with Velveteen Dream. I feel like he's just going to be Dolph Ziggler 2.0 now. Ooh. That's that. That's the reality of it. I feel like I nailed it on the head. Anyways, let's move into the knee slapper. The one thing in wrestling you found hilarious this week, I'll start. It was the uh Hido Phantasma segment with Drake Maverick. Very Lucha Underground-esque. Very wrestling feel. Like, It almost felt like I was watching 2006 wrestling again. If that makes sense, it brought me back to a little bit of the olden eras. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. On Twitter, it's really funny and like cool at the same time, which is how wrestling should be. All right, well, what is your knee slapper, Mike? (laughs)
1: Uh, my knee slapper for this week is going to be Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana is my knee slapper. I know he was in a positive, like, he's not in a knee slapper storyline right now, but Colt Cabana, he makes me laugh.
0: It is, it's a joy to see where this could go. What about you, Spence? Uh, It's got to go to the Rhea Ripley, uh, Robert Stone segment. Robert Stone getting punched in the stomach. It was funny. Excellent picks as well. I also quite like what they're doing with Robert Stone. Uh, This evening, I had some Cold Creek Kush, and I hit a a vaporizer cartridge of Tweed Houndstooth, which is like 86% DHC. So give old Ace Bondaloo a break. All right, Ace Bondaloo. Um, well, I had a hit of Namaste Ultra Sour, uh, earlier off the bong, and I had a joint of 48 North Granddaddy Purple, uh, one of my personal favorites, mainly because of the name, but also because it's real good. Sounds intoxicating. Mike?
1: Yeah, I had a Chocolate Kush again tonight, it's a personal favorite of mine nice buzz uh nothing crazy and yeah i was feeling fine
0: all right well, you'll probably hear from us again on saturday or friday evening because we'll have a backlash prediction special out for the greatest wrestling match ever i'm excited i think
1: i don't know anyway. if i'm excited or not <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, they say it's going to be the greatest wrestling match ever, so strap in. Grab your boots, right, Spence? Yeah, it's got to be. They say it is. All right, keep up, up with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Chronomania.